welcome back. Today we are having a conversation with Ninka Voss, ritual designer, facilitator, and co-founder of Community Rituals. We are going to discuss the importance of rituals in our daily life, for work and for coming back to work, the essential part that can play a community in your coming back journey, and how can you build a ritual for yourself. We are going also to discuss cultural differences and cultural exploration. Welcome, Ninke. We are so happy to have you here. I love your name. Does it has a meaning? Yeah, it's, I think it's a Frisian name. So from the north of Holland, like the indigenous northern people of Holland. And I think it's derived from Katerina. That's what I know. <laughs> which is the pure and beautiful one, which is cool. And I love that you say the indigenous part mm. of Holland because it's so yeah. easy for us uh, European to forget that we are indigenous ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. And mm. how are you trying to feel the connection with the indigenous part of your oh. culture? Oh, yeah. I wasn't born there, but my mother's family is from this area. When I moved there as a kid, I uh, instantly felt at home. So in, in that part of the north, oh, this is the earth I know. So that's what's there. I learned the language in school because Frisian is like a different language from Dutch. And it has separate words and you know, expressions that are um, that you can't fit in Dutch. So that, that's there. And it's mainly the nature that I wander around in and feel and homing. So that is my way of connecting. Yeah. Wow, so beautiful. So thank you so much for being here with us. Mm -hmm. It's really a pleasure. And you have done a lot of work around rituals. Rituals are so important for you. For me, ah, yeah. I think I started with rituals when I was working with teenagers. In my first job, I worked in a children's center. And what I noticed that things are easier when you create experiences around change. So that's what, what got it started. And I never really called it rituals, but we did have a lot, like jumping over the fire in the end of the, of the year and, and to get a bracelet to be part of the group. So all kinds of shifts were celebrated and acknowledged and that worked really well for all of the group dynamics so that was the start and after that i did all kinds of other facilitating things and i got back to it to it because of a friend who invited me to a rite of passage facilitator training and that was the, the thing that got me connected again to ritual yeah a rite of passage is actually a ritual for life-changing moments. It can be birth, death, a wedding. It's in a rite of passage, there is a change and you don't go back. So it's like you get from one shape to the next, like one stage of life to the next. And I, I believe uh, a burnout or, or getting sick and have a whole process around it is actually also a rite of passage because you really do make a complete transformation usually yeah why do you think we lost this tradition of 
the right of passages. We lost them in the West. I don't think all of it is lost because I think there's many uh, ways that people around the world are still doing it. Yeah, I think as we lost our indigenous ways in, in parts of, of European culture, also lost the sense of how we help uh, people to go through transformation and how community is a part of that. And what I do see is that people do it themselves. We have young people going on, I don't know, especially I think boys are, are tending to get into really risky behavior to give themselves a push into adulthood. So you see it, but it's not really well facilitated or structured or the process is not being kept and, and arranged for them. And I think it's really healthy to do that. How do you define rituals? Meaning, how can you understand what is a ritual from what is not? Mm. Uh, that's a hard question because there's lots of studies and what is and is not a ritual is very much up for debate, I think, in, in ritual studies. But how I see it is a way of acting and a way of doing things in a particular way. What you can define in a ritual is that it has a space and time, a specific space and time that you reserve for it. You usually do things with your body, so it's embodied acting, and you act and act in it. So if I make a ritual about stepping into something, the action I do is really stepping into a new space or crossing a threshold so that my whole system knows it's like, oh, this is the shift I am making. And yeah, these are the kinds of ways you can identify a ritual. And in essence, a ritual is a ritual when you also do believe that it is. So if it's for you, if it, if it had that meaning for you, then you can call it a ritual. You could also do a ritual and not call it a ritual because people get scared sometimes of that. Why do you think people get scared? scared? Yeah, it has a kind of a ritual sometimes gives us, how do you say that? The term ritual gives all kinds of images or meanings to people. It's like each of us has a different story with that word. So for some, it gives a sense of religion and you might have been uh, feeling oppressed by your religion and then it doesn't have a nice ring to it. Uh, everybody has a story around that term or sometimes uh, people feel it's really spiritual and they don't want to be that kind of spiritual. So sometimes it also, yeah, is hard to use it, but yeah. For me, it's a really, it's more of a practice, really. Yeah. Can you tell me more about rituals yeah. as a practice? Yeah, for me, the practice of making space and time for to do things with attention and focus around my inner world or around the inner world that you share with others, that is a practice for me. The way I can start my day or the way I can start my meeting others. If I create moments that I make solely about something really specific, like how am I feeling or how I am, am I stepping into this meeting today, that kind of gives me clarity around what am I, what, where I am and also why I'm here and what I am doing. 
you spoke about the importance of communities, mm. but I'm wondering in this isolated world, how mm. can we look for a community, but also find our own way, our own rituals mm. to deal with difficult times, rit rite of passages and this kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard one, isn't it? Sorry. No, I'm just thinking, how do you find community? I think that is a really hard thing for all of us. I think what I do believe is that COVID kind of reignited that, that need. Maybe we cannot find it yet, but at least we really know what we need. And I think that is probably step one. And I think if you, there's always community but maybe you don't sense it always. It's like you live in a street with people or you live in a building with people and you can see if there's, there's a community that can be made or found in the spaces where you're already at. So I think there's one. There's, and I see work as a community too. It's, it's a designated community with a, with a kind of purpose of action, but it's still a community. So in these spaces, you can choose to bring more of yourself or to connect more of yourself in the spaces where you are. Sometimes it's hard to feel the workplace as a community because yeah. we have this idea of a welcoming community mm -hmm. full of connection and yeah. meaning and these kind of things. But it's mm -hmm. true that it's a community that as an impact on you, on your well-being. So how can mm. we take the most out of this work community we are in? Yeah. Yeah. I experienced this when I was still working at a company. There's always a decision before. What do I bring and what do I leave behind of myself? That's a conscious thing or unconscious thing. But if you make that conscious, it's interesting, I think, to explore that. When I step into my work environment, what do I step in with and how would I like to show up at that place? And you can, we do a small ritual around that. It's like, how do I cross that threshold? How do I, what do I leave behind and what do I carry with me? And how would I like to be today in this space? And I think that might really help if people would do that. Yeah. Yes, mm. uh, this is really interesting for me. And I'm going to ask you something about how can we come back yeah. to work after, let's say, the pandemic and the COVID? Mm -hmm. Mm. And what are the rituals that we can think of or mm -hmm. implement as a work community? Yeah. Yeah, um, on our website is a template, actually, on the Community Rituals uh, website. There's a template for an arriving ritual. And while creating that, we were all, we were thinking about what is the journey? What is the journey we go through? And for COVID, we got a sense that ah, we were all in these separate spaces or the whole idea of connecting was different. There were spaces that it was really intensely connected, like, working care or in a hospital, but there were also spaces that everybody was just at home with themselves connecting to a screen. And what we wanted to achieve with that template, so 
what we make is actually like the steps to go through a ritual to, to be able to create one for yourself when you fill them with zero contents. We make the journey and you decide how you want to do that. And the first part is actually about getting to the story of what the pandemic was or what that experience was for you separately, but also by sharing all of the stories, you also recreate had the connecting story, you can find the threads that are there that kind of connect you again and bring you to the point of where you are now. So that is, is a way of, of doing that. And I, in that, uh, I think it's important to celebrate growth because I think hardship also brings growth. And there will be also things that are gone or that you have to allow grief for. So these are, can also be, can, can all be elements uh, of a ritual in that. Yeah. And COVID is uh, the perfect example of we are doing, we are having a common experience, but yeah. we are feeling isolated towards yeah. each other. Yeah. And I think rituals can reconnect the community yeah, uh, towards the common experience. And I'm linking that to our tradition mm -hmm. because usually the rite of passages were linked to common moments or yeah. common experience. So why do you think rituals um, could work really well when they are mm -hmm. connected to a common experience or moment within the community? I think with a ritual, especially when you do it in community, it can bring to light all of our experiences and in all of, you always feel like you, maybe that's also our Western culture that you go through things by yourself with yourself. And I think if you create space to get that out, to get all of our stories out, all of our experiences out by drawing or maybe art or songs or singing together it can be all, in all kinds of ways but what you will see is that your experience is not so different than somebody else's and you will recognize parts of your story in others and that will help you to feel connected and less alone i think that is a very important part of it yeah and how can we find again the connection with our tradition, especially mm. in the Western world? I think, first of all, you might think it's gone, but it's beneath the surface. So what, when I work with ritual, I'm always really surprised that people think it's really weird and something they don't usually do. And when they start doing it, like practicing it, and then they go, oh, it's this. It's a very human thing to do. So we all have that capacity to create rituals and to do rituals. And it feels, oh yeah, this is normal when you start doing it. Yeah. There's just a threshold before you have to leave behind. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, how are you presenting this rituals work to the workplace? Mm, oh, that's a good one. It's always a challenge, but mainly by if we give a workshop, we start with a ritual to have just just do it and then hold your thoughts, hold your meaning and just just experience. And that really works well. Yeah. When we get people into the doing, it's easier. Yeah. 
And it, I think it's very important to create rituals that fits. So that fits with your language, your way of acting, the way that you are, because it's very uncomfortable to do a ritual that doesn't fit you or that feels pressured and you feel like you're getting into things that you, you don't want to do. So that is, it's two things that I find really important in that. So it's also an exploration, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, also about listening to what people say, what kind of metaphors they use in their language and that you can incorporate in, into rituals and also what feels comfortable. You can start with what people uh, usually already do that kind of are similar to rituals and then you can enhance the ways that people are already acting and then it gets easier. Can you give us some examples? Oh, maybe there's, oh yeah, we did a session once for a company that uh, had, had this gimmick thing that they were pirates. So that was really usable. You can really use that to have that pirate analogy and turn it into a ritual. Maybe you would start your ritual by a pirate yell that kind of focuses the energy or things like that. And uh, when I run rituals, I have sense like, oh, if it's a group of entrepreneurs, I use not a gong, but a bicycle bell. Because that, that kind of fits that, that group. So things like that. And yeah. And metaphors are really useful. What language are people using? So are they stepping into something? Do they want to get rid of something? Do they want to bind things together. These are all kinds of words that you can transfer and put into action into a ritual. Yeah. You said that rituals are practices. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can share any advice on how to create our own rituals. Mm. Well, that's a good one. Mm. There's loads of literature around these kind of miracle mornings or morning rituals or and I think if I would would have never done a ritual I would just try one and see and then uh, make it fit to what you are and so that is one and I wrote a blog about it you can read my personal small rituals that I do I'll send you the link so these are things you can just explore yeah, I think I would sense into what you want to happen. It's like, what is the shift you want to make? You want to shift into switch off at the end of the day, or you want to fall asleep in a good way, or you want to do something when you wake up to give yourself a moment of energy and focus, or we have trouble uh, going to work in a good way. So these are the moments that I would look for and see if you can design something around that. And then you can question yourself, when I go from A to B, what is the shift I want to make and what words uh, come up when I think about that? With my son who has trouble going to sleep, we blow up the day together and that really helps him to release the day and then it's done. These are small things you can explore and see what fits. And everyday moments should not be rituals of 45 minutes. It can be really small and uh, in a big ship, you need time, but small things you can do every day should, can be like, I don't know, can be done in half a minute. Maybe. Yeah. And do we need a perfect ritual? 
no, there's no such thing. <laughs> no, I think a ritual is, is perfect when it works for you and it does what you want it to do. So that 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 is the only thing that is important. And I'm also curious because I used to have some rituals for myself mm -hmm. and then uh, suddenly they were not working anymore. Mm -hmm. What is your reflection on this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people have the ability to have that discipline to do something every day the same in the same way. Sometimes we make it too big and it works for a while and then it gets too much pressure and then it get, get, you leave it. Uh, but I think it's okay if it changes. We change ourselves. So maybe our rituals can change with us. Yeah. And it's also good to question yourselves like, hey, why did I let it go? Was it too hard to you know, focus my attention or what did it bring and why did it leave me? So it's always good also to question yourself why, what happened. Yeah. How can we recognize the moments that where we need the rituals? I'm mm. saying this because right now we are all coming back to the office <laughs> and it seems normal, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. It's not, no. Uh, so I'm wondering, how can we recognize this rite of passages that we are doing? Yeah, for me, I always sense that things are, have not ended and I feel irritated by that. It's, I'm not there, but I don't know how to get to the other side. So that, that is, there's a bit of un, unsettling or unrest inside when you sense that. And I would say it, it also feels like the actions you go through that used to feel normal, like to go to the office, don't feel normal. It's like there's something wrong. Uh, these are kind of indicators, I think, in, in these spaces that, that could be a, a signaling that a, a ritual is needed. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. You said that for rituals, you need time and mm -hmm. space. Yeah. What do you mean? by that ah yeah so when you do a ritual it's very important to step out of your normal things and to make a designated uh, space and that can be like a physical space but it also like a designated time it's this is the moment i'm leaving my normal things behind and i step into a new space and here i focus on letting this and this go, or to celebrate this, or to connect in with attention, yeah, and focus, yeah. So that is, if you don't do that, there is, it's hard to make a ritual if you don't make space and time for it, because yeah. it needs that boundary from it needs a boundary that separates it from the normal daily things into a special time for a ritual. Could it be a ritual to create the space? Thinking, for example, when we started to build our workstation at mm -hmm. home. Yeah, that, it can be clearing your desk or make your desk beautiful or to bring... I, I, I sometimes, when I have Zoom meetings, I light a candle to make that a, a space myself, to switch myself into connection with the screen, which always feels a little bit weird, but yeah. That, that helps me to focus my attention. So that lighting the candle in the beginning of a meeting really helps. Yeah. 
So these are things. And, and I don't know if you feel that you, you can make a circle with, with the people in the office to start the day or to, to really uh, make space in, in that way. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways. How can you propose to a colleague to do mm. our rituals together? <laughs> yeah, that is hard, isn't it? How? Uh, I don't know. I would suggest to offer an experiment <laughs> and just get the, I don't know, the tension of my, oh, I want to explore something or was she willing to participate in, in something I created and see what it does just to create that openness. Yeah. To really present it as something that you're going to try instead of do. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel a deep connection with the person on the other mm -hmm. side of the screen, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to say mm. this or to explore yeah. this and to celebrate this. No, the, the first thing that comes to mind if you have a candle, it's, oh, would you like to light a candle for our connection together with me? And you can do it at the same time, both in front of your screen or what I also sometimes do is create a moment of silence and take a breath together. Oh, let's just enhance this little moment of connection and, and really sense that. Yeah. Maybe you can put your hand in front of the camera and pretend you touch to celebrate that connection or do something with your body to, to feel the same thing. Yeah. Do we have a body when we are working? No. We always have a body. We forget about it, but it's always there. <laughs> yeah. And if you forget it, it usually bites you in the ass, doesn't it? <laughs> it will give you a signal somehow. <laughs> yeah. What kind of rituals we can do to reconnect ourselves with our body? I think the easiest way is just close your eyes and sense your whole body. Just, just ask yourself, how are my feet doing? How are my legs doing? Is my back against the chair just the right and focus on where it touches or how it's, how, if it's cold or hot or just like your physical touch? Yeah. I think that is one. Definitely. And yeah, you can try. Maybe it changes your Zoom meetings when you, before you start connect with your body and see what happens. That might do something. Again, connecting this to our tradition, and I'm speaking yeah. from the Italian perspective, but yeah. I think it's similar. Mm -hmm. A lot of rituals were connected to dance. Yeah. And now I think that we are not allowing ourselves mm -hmm. to dance through the transformation. Definitely. Yeah. That's beautifully said. Yeah. Do you have any suggestion on how to keep <laughs> on dancing? To keep on dancing? How? Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I, dance is, is a way of getting yourself really empty, I think. And also to dance through all of life's changes. Yeah, that's definitely true. How do we keep on dancing? Uh, first of all, I think you should dance. <laughs> that is one. Uh, and if you manage to see uh, life changes as, as a road, as traveling and uh, with an unset destination, I don't think 
that is always the same thing you imagine in, in, in the beginning of your journey. You usually don't, you don't know the end. Mm, and to, to allow yourself moments on that path to, to stand still and see where am I and in what space am I now? What is the things I need to let go of in order to make the next step? Because I think that is always important to have these moments that you recalibrate and see, oh, this is done and this, will, this is what I've learned and this is what I will take and celebrate. And then you get to the next phase. I think that is, if we don't do that, we have this and we take everything, then you have this huge backpack that you can't carry anymore, right? So it's always good to have these pause buttons in, 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 yeah, in the shape of rituals to see. It's like, where am I at and where am I going? What is my next step and how will I make that step? And can we decide to throw away something that is in our backpack? And if so, <laughs> how can we create our rituals? Yeah, there's always, yeah, sometimes things are done. And it's good to, to allow yourself time to, to focus on that. It's what is done. What is sometimes there's parts of your life that, you know, that, it, that gave things that are done and need to be let, need to be let go of. And yeah, maybe you uh, flushed them down the toilet or <laughs> I don't know, throw them in the fire. That's what I usually do. I have these moments of, oh, what is done? And I make a campfire and I, I write down what I think is done. And then I throw it in the tin fire. And after that, I choose what, oh, how did it make me grow? And in what way can I take it with me? Yeah. Why rituals? Why ritual? Oh, why not? I think we think about that too much. I think rituals are just natural to us. So I don't think we, just like humans don't do well without stories, we don't do well without rituals. It's our human nature that kind of needs these specific focused moments that help us move on in life. And I think a good mantra could be don't think too much. Just yeah, just try. I think that is that is a good one. It's all we always want to know so much about it. But maybe maybe rituals are just about doing and practicing. See what it brings and see what it does, and to find your own ways of serving yourself. Ritual, yeah. Especially in the workplace, because we think Mm -hmm. that we are doing a lot of things, but in reality, we are thinking about a Mm -hmm. lot of things. So. Yeah, what can yeah. we actually do? Uh, of course, mm. I'm talking about work at the office. If you are mm-hmm. in a factory, it's different. But mm-hmm. what can we actually do no, in mm. our work day? Yeah. On our website, there's a startup week ritual that you can start your week with by yourself or with your team. So that is something you can easily do. And it's really simple. It's like letting go of your weekend, imagining your week and choosing how to step in. That's an easy one. I think it's so you can think about how you would like to start your day and uh, with what attitude or how do you want to focus on that. It's about ending your day and leaving. It's about maybe you can 
make a ritual in your break time, how you switch on and off. It can be all kinds of things. Yeah. And I think most offices do have rituals. We don't just call it that, but we all have our Christmas parties. (laughs) There's always something. So what rituals can do uh, is, is to create rhythm. So there's like focused moments that you pay attention to certain things. And you can use the the natural celebrations you have and give them a little extra ritual. I think that is easy places to start. Yeah. The famous coffee break ritual. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What if you, I don't know, all have the same mug and say cheers to your coffee? Or what would happen if you just tried? I think that is the most important. Any suggestion on how to try and explore without judgment or without yeah. feeling what I what am I yeah. doing? <laughs> well, I always warn people that if you rituals are about acting a little bit out of the ordinary, so it it might feel a bit weird always in the beginning. Um, so that that is something that kind of belongs to it. But I guess it's also about daring to try. I don't know if there's any good advice on that. Be brave and it's okay. Nobody dies when you kind of practice and and explore. Anything that Mm. you would like to add? No, I'm really curious about, you've spoken to so many people about getting back to work. What would you, in that space or in that sense of, of being sick and coming back, what would be rituals that you feel would be needed in the world? I start with my personal experience. Mm. I haven't done anything to prepare Mm. myself (laughs) or uh, I didn't talk about any rituals. Uh, Mm. I was thinking, oh, it's the same. Uh, Yeah. It's not a big deal to return to work after uh, Mm. a long period uh, out of work. And mm-hmm. of course, I'm, I was wrong. And right now, when I'm talking to people, they all have a sense that there is a rite of passage. There is mm-hmm. a before and after. Yeah. And there is the need of uh, the community around you supporting yeah. and celebrating and cheering for uh, yeah. your uh, full rite of passage. Yeah, uh, but there is also the sense that the workplaces are not so ready. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, bring up a very important part of the rite of passage, which is called the return. How you are welcomed back with your changed self is, I think, a key factor to have closure. Also, you know, you went through something that transformation. It's like it's done when you're recognized in that changed self. How yeah. can you come back? How can you come back? Yeah. I think workplaces could use some of that. It's like, how do you welcome somebody back who has been changed? It's very important. And I think when you manage to do that, you also get to pick the fruits of that change because people will have, will have grown and they know more and be more of themselves in, in your workplace if you manage to do that. Thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. <laughs> Thank you for asking me, Serena. <laughs> Do you have any exit mm. 
rituals to close this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do we actually get really good one? Let's just sit on our chairs and close our eyes a little bit and sense how our bodies are doing. Have a little trip through all the conversation and see what parts have you have enjoyed and that brought you joy or that makes you wonder, that makes you curious. See if you can get your hands out and pack it together, all of the beautiful things. And move your hands toward each other to have a little wall. And then you take a deep breath and you put your hands on your chest and you take all of the good inside and then you breathe out. You did a ritual. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, good luck with all of the podcasts. I think it's really beautiful what you're doing and creating. It's very important in your world. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Nink, for this beautiful conversation and this ritual exercise. Thank you so much for everyone who is listening to this conversation. Please feel free to share it with friends and see you next time.